This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week, we're talking about Arena. Woo! Yeah, I mean, there hasn't been a human champion in over 50 years. I mean, and, and who knows? Once in a lifetime. According to the trivia, this movie takes place in 4039. <laughs> by by way of yep. 1987. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, this movie came out in 1989. We're not exactly sure where in 1989. It's a little bit odd here, but um, 1989, start, uh, directed by Peter Manoogian? Manoogian? Ah, whatever. Doesn't matter. Danny, Written by Danny <laughs> Bilson. <laughs> written by Danny Bilson, Paul DeMeo, starring Paul Satterfield, Hamilton Camp, Claudia Christian. Let us not and, forget Mark yeah. Alimo, Armin Shimmerman. Yeah. yeah, Armin Shimmerman. Oh, who could forget? I didn't. Yeah. Sherry Shannon. Michael, and Michael Deke as Horn. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. You, was this your Scott or Alex's? This was mine. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know. It sounds like my pick, but I've never seen this movie until today. It's It's mine, and I can't believe we actually did it. <laughs> so what's your history with this movie uh Scott? i'm almost positive that that i saw this on cable because <laughs> i don't think this ever made its way to the, the theater so mainstream either. theater for me to see it, it, yeah. it anything's possible because i always have vague memories of seeing most of these things on the big screen but i'm probably just conflating them uh, in, in kind of just old old memories uh yeah saw this on cable uh, was an instant fan, uh, you know, shades of uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation, obviously, um, and uh, yeah, it had, it had cool fights, it had cool aliens. Uh, there, there was some uh, intrigue. Uh, as as a kid, this this was great. All right, Alex, what's your history with this? Uh, no history. I just saw this movie. Yeah, earlier today. Okay. I liked it. Spoiler alert. Uh, have you heard of it? No, I hadn't even heard of it until Scott put it on his list. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Well, I'm the same with you. I had never, I did not see it until a few hours ago, and I had not heard of it until... A few uh, hours ago. Scott, yeah, until Scott nominated <laughs> it a, lot, a couple weeks ago. So, and, uh, so you guys... Uh, uh, are you are you grateful? Because if you are, I, I'm willing to to let you heap heap your thanks upon me. <laughs> um, I am not, but I will tell our listeners: this movie is so good and so popular, you can't find it anywhere. You can't even yeah. barely find it on IMDb, let alone streaming anywhere. However, its legal copy is on YouTube, so go stream it for YouTube because people just don't seem to care. <laughs> yeah. So I I, I I wanted to bring that up, Jeff. Uh, I, I almost didn't want to talk about the fact that we watched this on YouTube. 
in, in case it isn't like a condoned copy because like you said what it's it's one of two things either somebody does own the rights and just throwing it out there or it's just up there and nobody cares <laughs> I, in which, I think it's the in, latter in which case given the the <laughs> rampant uh popularity of our podcast we could perhaps accidentally bring attention to this this youtube uh, yeah don't worry about that broadcast and have it banned and i'm gonna feel bad about that Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, I, I don't worry about that. And also, uh, <laughs> it has like, a, yeah, it's got six hundred four thousand views. So it's over we're not the only years, idiots to watch it. It's not bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll see about that. But all right, <laughs> as usual, we're going to talk about seven items from the movie. Scott, let's go first. What's your number seven? Uh, so I I remembered. Uh, quite a few things uh, from whenever I watched this like 30 years ago or whatever it was. Uh, but uh, one of the things like, I forgot about, and I don't know if this was intentional or whether they, they adjusted this like halfway through filming, but I, but I was uh, chuckling because like, I felt like the first, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes of the movie, the, the lead actor, Paul Satterfield, was too tall for all the sets. <laughs> yeah. Like he's constantly ducking or, or just kind of narrowly fitting through doorways. And I wonder if they built the sets and then casted him and not realizing that, you know, he, he was too tall for everything. And I, I, I looked him up. He's 6'4". So he's not like a giant, but he's just towering over the scenery and most of the other actors in this movie. Uh, and it, it was it was making me laugh. It was just like a weird B movie thing um, that I don't know halfway through the movie, maybe just because the sets are a little more open, that it's less of an issue. Uh, but anytime they're like in close quarters, he's too tall for everything. I would like to believe that that they did that on purpose to make him seem like he could go up against these aliens in the arena fights. Okay. Like it's a little bit more plausible. I, I mean, I, I would like to believe that also. <laughs> yeah, I know it's not true, but I like to believe it. So you think there's some forced perspective going on here on purpose? To... Yeah, maybe to make him seem like he, he could... Uh, okay, this guy's got a chance to take on these aliens from, you know, across the universe, perhaps. You know? <laughs> huh. He's an abnormally large human. All right, that's a good theory. What's your number seven, Alex? Uh, my number seven is that this movie is just too dang long. What? Uh, the, the, mark, the mark of a good movie is... Wait, how long was it? It was like under an hour 30. If you, do, if like, no. if you strip away the credits, it's under an hour 30. Still too long. <laughs> uh, yeah, I could have trimmed another 20 minutes off of it. So you'd have been happy if it was like an, an hour and 10 minutes? Yes. Still too long. So, so actually, so seventy minutes. Yeah, I think. No, yeah, seventy, eighty minutes would uh, be perfect. Okay, so if if you were into the movie, that's perfectly valid criticism. But if the movie's an hour and a half, <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna kill it being too long. Uh, no, I am. I'm still gonna dig it for that. Yeah, the credits were way. The credits at the start were way too long. The cre- I, I agree with that. Yeah, they they definitely were padding that out. So yeah, Jeebus. I I was genuinely intrigued about how they did that effect about the the stretching or the the text 
kind of appearing for all the credit names. Uh, I think I know how they did that, or I figured out how I could do that. But aside from that, yeah, it was way too long. Okay, it's the first time I oh, think the we've ever sequence. said the it. movie's the movie's a little too long. I think it's the first time I've ever said that a movie that clocks in about an hour and a half is too long. Mm-hmm. Alright. Just saying. Alright. Uh, on to my number seven, and um, it is... What the fuck is going on? I, I couldn't... Okay, the plot, is basic plot is simple enough. Like, I, I get that. Yeah, but there were, like, the sub, sub, some of the sub-stories, and why some... Like, I just didn't know what the fuck was going on in this movie. I couldn't understand the aliens <laughs> half the time. Well, so. yeah, they they put a bit too much synth on some yeah, of the voices. Was, that is, yeah, that is it, did, it didn't help that the the YouTube is like a copy of a VHS copy. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Our hero at the beginning of the movie looked just like the other blonde guy who was helping coach the other <laughs> robot thing. So I was getting them confused. Uh, it was just yeah, you know, it lost me at first, and then I just that, then you know you watch me. Okay, fine. It's just. It's, <laughs> people fighting in space i mean i, I was not much to it but yeah you got it I, I still didn't know i why was the the voldemort snake looking <laughs> dude like why did he have to pay him off i missed that part oh because he he stole when they were running away in the casino he stole some money shorty did yeah shorty did from the casino okay see i totally missed all that so anyway that's my number seven <laughs> scott what's your number six uh, my number six is uh, speaking of shorty, is is all the forearm stuff they do with him, or the, the, his forearms, I should say, in his four hands. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> where it it alternates between uh, a, another dude clearly sticking <laughs> his arms through yeah. his coat to the arm just kind of flapping around to every once in a while like. There being some kind of puppetry, like minor, minor puppetry going on, uh, and uh, they they tried to play that play up that gag, like pretty much all the way to the end of the movie, all, all the way to like the end when he's he's grabbing the railing, and the the other pair of hands goes on it. It was yeah. like, like this guy's got four arms. We're not gonna let people forget about it <laughs> ever. <laughs> And he has to have this the cloak is... on the whole time, by the way. They, they can never show him without the cloak. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got to have, like, kind of a big ass, because that's hiding the little dude behind him with the extra arm. <laughs> right, right, yeah. He's, he's almost like he's got a bustle on, yeah. yeah. Uh, he is an alien, so. Well, that is true. <laughs> Nebulon. But yeah. there were times where the arms were not even there, either. So this Yeah, movie... they were tucked in real tight. <laughs> yeah. This is on. This is a little further up on my list, but I agree, Scott. Uh, I, I, I do want to say one thing about uh, Shorty uh, is, is Hamilton Camp, who, who's done mm-hmm. a fair amount of voice work. Uh, but one of my favorite things yeah. that that he's ever done uh, was for one of my favorite video games of all time, which is Full Throttle, where he he did the voice of Old Man Corley in that, and uh, ah. he, he was great. So just wanted to toss that out there. So yeah, that's my number six. Yeah. The forearms. There you stuff. go. All right, uh, uh, Alex, what's your number six? My number six, <laughs> and <laughs> this could be a, a positive or a negative, mostly a negative, but it still made me laugh a lot. Is <laughs> this fighting outfit it was fucking ridiculous? I I couldn't agree with you more, and I have more to say. About it. <laughs> okay, I'll just leave yep. it at that. But it's like 
The only thing I want to say is that all these monsters have like claws and everything and like robot parts and whatnot, but he has to wear gloves. Like, what the fuck? I thought about that too. I, like, were they gloves? <laughs> we'll have to talk more about that later. Like highlight gloves or something. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck those yeah. things were, but yeah, we'll talk about it. Yeah. We'll get into it. <laughs> oh, man. I gotta find that out for Halloween. <laughs> gotta have the nips for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that thing was giving him cleavage. Nips. It was such a weird fucking... Yeah, hell yeah, it was. It was, it was a weird choice. <laughs> Damn. Even for even with everything else going on in the movie, it was a weird choice. <laughs> All right, uh, my number six, I kind of already mentioned it, my number seven, is I had a hard time understanding most of the aliens in this movie. Like Alex said, they were over synth. Some of them sound like Dr. Claw. It was, they were all over the place. Oh, and that's because that was Frank Welker. Okay, well. Then yeah. Guess he needs to learn to do, do a different voice. Was it really Frank <laughs> Welker? Yeah. I didn't look at the credits that deeply. Um, but yeah, so that I just did not like that. So I have more to say about the alien costumes and design later on, but the voices and stuff has been really hard to... And they didn't subtitle any of it. Probably couldn't afford subtitles or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, technically, they were all speaking English. Technically. All right. Uh, Alex, sorry. Scott, number five. Yeah. Number five was... Uh, and, that, and this is the thing I remembered, but it made me laugh to see it again, you know, again, 30 years down the road, was the, the weasel death. <laughs> Tossing the... <laughs> yes. drop Dropping the dummy... <laughs> the long shot. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> so bad. It's awesome. That was so so bad. And then to show that he's dead, they just have like a little bit of blood coming out of his mouth. Yeah. Well, he's an alien. I mean, I get it. It was like this movie was basically PG. Uh, but uh, yeah, just them dropping the the tummy was so good. <laughs> they they did everything they could to like make it not look like it with the the. I don't even know what kind of lighting you would call that, Alex. Uh, where you just kind of get like the outline of the the dummy, I guess it's falling because it was too dark or whatever. Um, yeah, kind of silhouetted a bit. Yeah, and then it, it's yeah. kind of like not even centered in the frame. <laughs> it's just <laughs> it, uh, it, was, it was so good. So that's 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 my number five. One of the the best uh, falling deaths that that we've talked about. Alright, Alex, number five. My number five is I was surprised at the decent amount of acting in this movie. I really liked it. Uh, huh. Maybe not Armstrong. Yeah, he's he aboard. Like, it, it was pretty much all the alien characters that had, like, really good acting. Like, I loved Weasel. Uh, I loved Weasel. Skull. They were so... It's like in a movie like this, you you get, you have to go all the way over the top. Uh, <laughs> the main the, the bad guy was kind of cliche, but I still liked him. He still had some sort of character that he was in, inflicting. Uh, <laughs> yeah, all the other aliens. Horn was really hamming it up. <laughs> Just uh, saying his name over and over again. <laughs> yeah, Horn. Horn. I'm a champion. Horn. <laughs> Shorty, heart and soul. Of this movie. I I didn't think. Yeah. By the way, I didn't, I didn't think Satterfield was that bad. He's 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 kind of I I totally admit he's kind of bland, but I was picturing if if we had like Dolph or somebody else that could have easily stepped into this role, uh, yeah, <laughs> I think we would have gotten like like at at best similar results. 
so from, from the other actor. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I think the worst was the the blonde poison lady. She was fine. Nah, I mean she was, she was the worst. Fine. No, I'm just, uh, I thought <laughs> would you she, consider her a smoke show, Scott? I wouldn't. She didn't quite qualify. Here's I have honorable mention. Just getting out of this way. Neither her nor Claudia Christian's Quinn are smoke shows because their hair were kicking my ass. <laughs> um, well, space hair. They're they're both they were both uh, attractive, but the the eighty space hair just no. Oh, I thought the uh, blonde chick was the girl from Beverly Hills Cop. I kept thinking it was her, but I couldn't. I wasn't her. Oh, what's her face? It was dating uh, Flava Flav. Flava Flav. No, no not Br- the first. Bridget the first Nielsen? one. No, okay. yeah, not Bridget yeah. Nielsen. <laughs> it's like, the, not Bridget the girl Nielsen. from the first Beverly yeah. Hills Cop. The works the art gallery, and it might have just been uh, the hair sister. and the makeup. Yeah, sister. The sister of the. Was this was it the sister, or they were they all just friends in Beverly Hills Cop? They were all just friends. From oh, okay, back okay. In the day. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. All right, so that was your number five. So my number five, right? Round two? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we already talked about it, the outfit. The, the <laughs> It's ridiculous. Like I said, it gave him cleavage. And it was like, why was he had to wear protective gear? And they're, they're all wearing sharp, sharp claws and multiple legs. And he has little highlight gloves on and cleavage making it's, straps around his chest. It's and, it's like the uh the Borat bikini with a cod piece. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. But yeah. he's but he's still wearing the the short the jorts. I don't, I don't know. The, the shorts. Uh, spandex. It's awful. Alright, Scott number four. Uh, number four was I I think I remember why I liked this so much, uh was the, the cool concept of the fights. Uh, with the um, the handicapper, I think is what they call it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I thought it was a very cool concept, and, and it makes sense in the the logic of the movie of how you can have yeah. these these massive uh, races fight against like the much smaller ones, and and have it uh, be entertaining for people to watch. Um, so yeah, I, I like that a lot with the the red and blue. It had a very like rock'em sock'em robot. <laughs> feel to it, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, they they really were hammering home the beams when when they were actually like fucking things up uh, at the at the end of the movie. But yeah, uh, yeah again, I, I I like the concept of that. Um, and then in the, in the, even in the final fight, I like that once the limiters were off, um, it didn't it didn't matter. Right, that the, the main character uh, Armstrong, by the way, <laughs> great fucking name, yeah. <laughs> Armstrong. Was Armstrong. was more than a match for Horn, even though Horn was not only juicing, but should have been like handicapped all along. Like he should have been the stronger one to begin with. So mm-hmm. makes me wonder if the handicap is just based on the races and not the individual like stats of the people. Yeah, because in that first fight, he was able to juice, and nobody called foul or anything like that. They kind of snuck the juice in, though. Yeah, but was he? Would you say that that he was weaseling the juice? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he was. No, weaseling the juice. All right, uh, Alex, number four. My number four, and I love this scene. <laughs> they do a very dramatic zoom in 
on the former champion <laughs> during their last fight. And he says, come on, Steve, take him apart. <laughs> just, I just love that fucking zoom. It's a dramatic, <laughs> the dramatic acting that he's doing. It, it reminds me of uh, Kung Pao when they zoom into the camera and he says, I implore you to reconsider. <laughs> oh my gosh, I was dying. <laughs> but the, the movie needed more more shots like that. Uh, that was great. I feel like I feel like that guy was like a poor man's Tim Thomerson. If you don't know who I'm talking, Dracula. like that, that's that's a. If anybody knows what I'm talking about, uh, more power to you. But that's what I felt like. I thought it looked like Scott Bakula, but I was like, yeah, okay, it's not Scott Bakula. All right, uh, on to my number four, and it's I kind of already mentioned this too. Our main bad guy uh, looks like Voldemort. <laughs> and uh yeah i think uh this the writers and creators of this film should sue the pants off of emily dickinson what the fuck whatever the <laughs> name is who wrote emily dickinson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, harry the potter author chick i was like what the fuck's her name jk rowling there you go Jeff's like i know i know two maybe three female british authors Emily Dickinson. I, I don't even know that. I knew that. I just the name. I just came out of my mouth. I don't even. I'm not gonna tell you who Emily Dickinson is. Um. Yeah. That guy was dumb. That's it. All right. Actually, I tell you, Alex. Name, Emily Dickinson was actually American. Anyways. <laughs> Alex, number three. Scott, number three. Uh, Scott, my number, number three, three. Uh, is Rogar and Weasel. Uh, so, uh, it, it was cool for me. I think I, I, I must've watched it and then seen DS9 and then seen this movie again to, to connect all the actors. Uh, so, uh, Armin Shimmerman who plays Weasel. And by the way, it's hilarious that they call him Weasel and he looks like a Weasel. Uh, even though like whatever alien race he is, like would have no concept yeah, of what a Weasel is. Uh, like neither one of them, like... Anyway, um, so yeah, Armin Shimmerman was Quark on Deep Space Nine, and uh, Marco Limo Limo uh, is one of the the great uh, TV, not just Star Trek, but the TV villains slash antiheroes, uh, and, he, and he gets is uh, a recurring role, uh, but he was in a lot of episodes as uh, Gold Ducat. On Deep Space Nine, um, so it was cool to see the two of them in this, uh, and they're just fun to see them chew on scenery. Just uh, Mark Lyman just his like eyes go wide and just like the shock look that he has, and just him being smug uh, was was a lot of fun. Um, again, just the ridiculous makeup on Iron Shimmerman. He didn't, you know, poor guy. <laughs> wasn't even they, they wouldn't cast him unless they they slathered on five hours of makeup on him. Uh, the, the other thing I liked about uh, Rogar, Mark Limo, is his outfit. Like, it looked like a tie, but it wasn't a tie. It was just like this black, <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know, line down his shirt. Um, they obviously wanted it to look like a tie. Um, but it was like a future tie shirt. I don't know what to call it. Uh, mm-hmm. But I but I, I dug that. Uh, so... Excuse me, the the villains. Uh, 
Okay. There it is. Alex, number three. <laughs> My number three is I loved the creature design on almost all the aliens. Like uh, Shorty and uh, and what's-his-face that Scott was talking about, they were pretty basic, you know, to humans and just put makeup on them and stuff. Uh, but, like, like Weasel, Armin Sherman's makeup looked pretty good. Skulls, also. It's, like, really big, bulbous, gross-looking thing. And, I mean, all the aliens that he was fighting were pretty freaking great. Stitch, that he was training against that first gross-looking alien in that first fight was awesome. They had the little arms, the spikes on his chest, and then he just knocked them around with his knees. That was that was amazing. Yep, it was, it was some good stuff. I agree. Yeah, it's fun stuff. Like it felt like uh, very Star Trekky. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I agree too. It's a little higher on my list. Um, for number my number three is the fights go on way too long, and I know that's the whole point of this movie is just seeing <laughs> aliens fight each other. But yeah. oh my god, it took this is unbearable. That's all I got to say. You guys probably like it, but yeah, way too long these dumb fights. Arena. Yeah, cool. Scott number two. <laughs> cool story, bro. Uh, my number two is is Armstrong's fighting gear. Uh, like everything we mentioned, um, he looks like he's ready to participate in one of those uh, those eighties uh, like a robotized dance off, like team dance offs. Oh hell yeah! Uh, <laughs> seen the crystal videos for those. Dancer? Yeah. What was that? He's a crystal light dancer. Yes, he looks. That's exactly what he looks like. Champions, the champions. Uh, <laughs> The yes, the the shoulder pads which don't seem to be doing anything for him, because uh, I I don't know they needed to round out the outfit somehow. Uh, uh, they protected him against in that first fight. Did they? Okay. Looks like it's like it looks like it's like elbow pads too, which actually do seem useful. Um, yeah, he threw a couple of. Them. But the gloves he had, I couldn't figure out what the hell those things were because, like, they weren't they weren't gloves. They looked more like. Gloves. Like gauntlets almost, but open ended. Yeah, like open palmed mittens. Or yeah, something. like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know until you like a cat, not even a kestis, but uh, they just, they're just weird because if you ball up your fist with those, you're just slapping somebody. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but he, he's landing haymakers, so I don't know. I guess, I guess the, they work. Uh, but yeah, the, yeah. the whole the whole outfit was just so ridiculous. I wonder if, if, Satterfield like showed up for the fitting and was just like, oh, God, what have I got myself into? But he was probably happy to collect a paycheck, so who knows? That's uh... yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, I don't think beggars can be choosers at this point. This guy doesn't even have a picture next to his name in IMDb, so I know poor guy. But yeah, it's one of the more ridiculous costumes that we've we've covered in a long time. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Alex, number two. My number two is the opposite of Jeff. I love the fights. Uh, there's some pretty decent, like, TV, 80s TV choreography going on with, with the human fights, with the, the, the first one at the cafeteria. Pretty cool. Uh, the next one where the other guys were testing him out and also getting revenge for their fishy friend, whoever that was. Um, the alien fights were fantastic. Uh, yeah. 
This this movie promised us fights, and it gave us fights. In and out of the arena, so. There you go. What more can you ask for? Maybe the space station was one giant arena. As everybody fought to survive. Oh, mm. dang. Mm. Deep. <laughs> All right. Uh, my number two is the forearm guy. Uh, everything you guys said earlier were... It, it kind of works, but it doesn't work. And they go from, yeah, just the guy behind him moving hands around to just floppy arms. To <laughs> actually, they just disappeared completely. Yeah. Uh, I guess C for effort. <laughs> Needs improvement. Yes. All right. Number one, Scott. Number one is the puppet fights. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's fine to see him fight people that are just like in a lot of makeup. But the, the, the like three different puppet fights that he gets into are fucking hilarious, uh, and they mm. and they're great. Uh, like none of them seem like they should be able to hurt him at all because <laughs> they're all like got super short arms. Like how are these guys even fighters? <laughs> like he like as a human, he has such a ridiculous reach advantage, which you wouldn't think if you're fighting a bunch of aliens. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, they, they all just, like, do these, like, weird spin-around punches that never work. Uh, so, yeah, like Alex was saying, it's it's a lot of fun with the, the creature design. Uh, I thought it was, it was a really cool concept that he basically fights the guy that's got, like, the big forelegs. Or, the, like, the super long forelegs. Yeah. He actually has to step in between them if he's actually going to, like, punch and kick him and stuff. Uh, he gets knocked around a bit. Yeah, and, he's, and then, like, the puppet's too big to actually... Like, have him pick it up or anything. You just got to, like, push him uh, back. So, yeah, I, I, mm. I like the whole concept of, like, him fighting these puppets and, and them selling it. And, like, the pup, whoever's doing the puppetry, like, doing the, uh, like, the, the pantomime being hit and stuff. And I wonder, like, how much he was able to go to town on those puppets, by the way. <laughs> they, uh, they're like, probably. you can't punch it too hard because you're going to fuck it up. But, yeah. Yeah, I think he was just grazing it. <laughs> and the actor sold it. Yeah. Pump fights. Um, all right, uh, Alex, number one. My number one is that this movie was a lot of fun. There was only a couple parts where it slowed down so much that I was actually inclined to check out my phone, see what's going on. Uh, but not, not too many of those. Uh, so, overall, I was pretty entertained. Number one. Hmm. Yeah. All right. <laughs> what about you, Jeff? <laughs> oh, number one's a good thing. But before you get to that, uh, Babylon 5, was that a Star Trek thing or no? No, that right? That was not a Star Trek thing, no. although Claudia Christian did go on to star in Babylon 5. Right. Mm-hmm. But Deep Space Nine, that was a Star Trek thing. That was... Yeah, that yes. was the one after Next Generation. Next Gen. Okay. Actually, there was a little bit of there was a little bit of overlap on, but yeah. And then Deep Space Nine was going on at the same time as Babylon Five. Yeah, I kind of remember those shows all being on around the same time, and I didn't know what they were. And then Voyager Spacious. was somewhere after there. Yeah, somewhere, right. Yeah, Voyager was mm-hmm. next. Yeah. Um, all right. My number one is the alien designs actually looked good for this piece of shit movie. So. <laughs> They were they were creative. I'll give them credit for that. For this low budget of a movie, 
They did, they did a pretty good job on the alien designs. Most of them, anyway. Yeah. So, that's my number one. All right. Any honorable mentions? Uh, yes. So, uh, that Horn had the same voice as Goro from Mortal Kombat. Uh, oh, yeah. We talked about the 80s hair. Uh, I don't know if Alex got this vibe. I know Jeff almost certainly did, but when uh, Jade um, does her her number in the bar, uh, it was getting serious, <laughs> like Sharon Apple vibes. I was getting serious. Uh, holiday it, special? The, yeah, what's the uncle's name? <laughs> was Papa the Boner at the hologram lady? That's what I got, yeah. Star Wars holiday special vibes from that scene. <laughs> yeah. I forgot the uncle's name, but... I also did think about the Ario spaceship or whatever the hell that was from the holiday special. Anyway. Uh, Jefferson Starship. Jefferson Starship. So, there's that. Uh, This might be the shortest IMDb trivia page for anything that we've ever done. (laughs) So, uh, uh, it... The last bit of trivia that I read said, uh, at least one set is reused from Robot Jocks. I don't know that I've ever heard of Robot Jocks, but now I, I want to put it on my list. Uh, and then finally... You've never heard of Robot Jocks? I, it sounds familiar, but like I can't conjure anything. Oh my gosh, Scott. Uh, Even I've heard of your Ellie. Yeah. So, I haven't seen it, but I've heard but, of it. That and just them, like the lack of budget showed in so many things but uh the 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 long shot of the arena getting used over and over and over and over again Mm -hmm. uh my honorable mention is what's the what's the good coach's lady's name the good manager quinn quinn (laughs) why why was she using like a, a night cocktail dress as a pajama I know, I saw that too. <laughs> it was like, what the heck is she wearing? Did she just come from the club and just crash on her couch? <laughs> I mean, she lives a posh lifestyle. Yeah, I guess. She's lives got... Latex, sleeps in her latex clothes. Yeah, <laughs> latex robe. With all her makeup stands. Has... Yeah. yeah. 1800 grop locks or whatever. They <laughs> use this currency up there. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure it's shekels. <laughs> Alright, I had nothing. So, uh, alright, it's it's time to rate this movie. As usual, we rate on a scale of 1 to 7. 1 being absolute garbage, 7 being perfection. Scott, what did you get this movie? I I enjoyed this. This is is great B-movie schlock. I'm -hmm. I'm amazed that that this made it out to to HBO or whatever it was back in the (laughs) 1989, uh, 1990. uh, and, And I'm grateful for it. Uh, Fun then, it was fun now, so I give it a four. Okay, so you didn't like it. What? God damn it. Four means <laughs> right in the middle. Yeah. Like your, uh, uh, whatchamacallit? Not ambiguous or ambivalent or ambidextrous. What's the one word that I'm thinking of? Amphibious. No, not that one either. <laughs> uh, Anorexic. Exogenous? No. Anorexic. The one where you don't where you don't care. Agnostic. Kinda. You already said it was ambivalent. Yeah. You said that. Oh, is that the one? Yeah. 
Anyway, okay. I was thinking so for, about the word. So for cool. Scott to explain our skate why, system why, to you. Why do we always have to argue about this? Because <laughs> you don't understand it. <laughs> yeah. Am I the one that doesn't understand it, or is everybody yes. else that doesn't? Jeff explains, like, has explained this numerous times. Whatever. You give it a four. You do you, boo. Alex, <laughs> what does you rate this? Uh, and this is on the B movie scale, okay, mind you. But I, I really like this movie. I'm gonna give it a five. You do like it. He yeah. Likes it. Yeah. All right, I give it a one. That's it. This movie. Whoa. What do you mean? Well, this movie's absolute That's garbage. Right. No way. What did you give Dune? I gave it a one. This is... <laughs> I would say this is better than Dune in one thing, only that it's shorter. But other than that, it's just as bad. Uh, I, it, well, <laughs> I disagree, I, I'm, obviously. I'm, I'm, but I'm not going to lie. Wow. I did not expect Jeff to to rate this highly, but, but a yeah, one. I thought you were going to give this wow. like a two. Or maybe a three, because uh, it got a, a costume design on the creatures up a couple points. <laughs> This thing. I think. Wasted, I think. I think. Wasted time. I think what the problem is is we need to find like a like a more high definition version for Jeff to watch. Yeah, I think so. I think that's the problem. Yeah. Scott, once you high, out there, high find fidelity. It, turn that some bitch sideways and shove it straight up your candy ass. <laughs> no, this oh, is wow. awful. Waste of waste Jeez. of time. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, All 90 right. minutes of it. Yes, I could have been watching paint dry. All right. Our crossover topic is what, Scott? So, uh, crossover, crosshopper? Jeez. Mm-hmm. Our crossover topic is our top five alien races. That's right. And as I think about this, I kind of want to change one of mine. But, uh, anyway, so I does, pod, does pod racing count or actual, like, aliens? Uh, as we did not specify, I will, I will allow either one, Jeff. Just kidding. But only right, if, you, cool. if you if you quote Anakin the whole time. Uh, mm-hmm. So my number five is uh, from the Vigi games, and uh, going going back into space here, uh, a little RTS called Starcraft, and that would be the Zerg. Nice, good one. Which. Uh, Rip off all kinds of different things in science fiction, but whatever. Uh, they they are a thing out of themselves now, and a verb uh, with with meaning in 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 nerddom. So there we go. Now there's different types of Zerg. There are. Mm-hmm. So this is just Zerg in general. Yeah, I mean that they're like an overall a like a species with different. If you if you want my favorite, it's it's probably the hydralisks. No, that's okay because my I have one of my my list is kind of the same thing you're doing here, so I'll allow it. Okay, that's a good answer. I was trying to think of a video game when I couldn't come up with one. Um, all right, Alex, number five. Uh, my number five is the Bothans uh, from what? Star Wars. Because yeah, I like them because you never see them, but <laughs> when with one line from Moth Mothma. They become one of the most important races in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, you read the books. They're this jerk, especially that Thalia guy. That turd. Yeah. He tried to overthrow right. Admiral Akbar. 
many Bothans died to get us this information. Somebody tried to overthrow Akbar. Yeah, this these Bothan guys, they're they're just a bureaucrat bullshit bitches. Too but luckily, didn't I feel like most of the, like after having seen <laughs> after having seen Rogue One, I feel like most of the 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 Rebel Alliance are a bunch of bitches. Yeah. Other than yeah. other than the Mon Calamari, because they're like fucking aggro. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, it's, it's actually a good part of the books. Okay. Uh, Akbar was a go getter. He's a wartime leader, wartime conciliary. Yeah, <laughs> and then now, so they say he doesn't know how to do during peacetime and mop up duty, and so they pin stuff on him that he's not appropriate and blah 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 blah. Um, but then this dumbass ends up talking with the microphone on because he gets outsmarted by Princess Leia, and then therefore he's busted, <laughs> just like Frank Driven in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, uh, man, I didn't. Anyway, uh, my number five, I'm choosing between two, and I'm finally going to make a decision. And this would just be the bugs from Starship Troopers. Ah, from Planet Clan. Oh, nice. God damn it. Yeah, I I didn't like pick a certain one from that, from all those. It would probably just be the the, the grunts, the frontline bugs. <laughs> the Zerg? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Arachnids or whatever they call them. But, the Zerglings. Uh, yeah, the, the bugs from Starship Troopers. Okay. I know we already did this movie, but I want to watch it again. There it is. All right, Scott, number four. Number four. Uh, it's probably the last one on my list. That, like, is I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if our top three were all the the same. Uh, at least the, of the same three. Uh, so number four is the Thermians from Galaxy Quest. Oh, nice. Uh, you know, hilariously. Um, trying to act like like the humans with the the weird stiff <laughs> posture and the the weird way that they talk um and then you, then you find out that they're actually like these weird like octopus creatures um as as one of them and tony Shalhoub bone uh but uh mm-hmm. yeah i thought it was a it was a fun concept uh, it was these aliens trying to mimic humans not in the typical way that we usually see where they're um, trying to, um, they're not even trying to blend in. This is just like they've they've seen the the show and they think this is how they need to be <laughs> to defeat their enemies. Just act like humans. Um, so yeah, it's it's good stuff. Very cool. Uh, Alex, number four. My number four is uh, from a video game, the Necromorphs from Dead Space. F- fucking terrifying. Yeah, I never played those games. I never finished the first one just because it was ugh, it was too much. I should go back and play it again, but Jeebus <laughs> H. That's a freaking horror game right there. Horror. Mm-hmm. Alright. Um, my number four, I had to pick one from Star Trek. And uh, I went with the basic but classic Vulcan. Good choice. I almost put Vulcan um, on my list. They, uh, you know, they don't look any different than us except for some pointy ears, but the way they write them and, the, you know, obviously the way they talk and their demeanor and everything just separates them. They're very different than man. But, uh, so I like that whole thing. And, uh, the, the ultimate yeah. expression of stoicism. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Vulcan's, I almost, well, maybe I won't say it because it might be on your list. But anyway, Vulcan, my number four. Uh, 
Scott, number three. Number three is, uh, looking at my list again, I retract what I said before about the top thing being the same. But at least a couple of them. Anyway, number three are the Predators. Uh, I don't think we oh, ever get... Higher my list. I don't think we ever get an official name for them, do we? I don't think so. Maybe, I don't know, maybe in like one of the sheer newer ones that I have not watched. Uh, we actually do get some more information on that end of things, but... Uh, yeah, just the the original one in the the titular Predator uh, is just fucking rad. I'll let mm-hmm. you guys talk more. Yep. About it. Yeah. Oh, you can talk about it. My, it's my number three as well. So if you want to okay. talk about it, go for it. Okay. Uh, oh wait, Alex said it's higher, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Just all the 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 laser shoulder thing, which is an '80s kid, is about the coolest thing I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> that that predator is a real laser show. Yeah, it's a laser show. Uh, he just looks cool with, with the like the weird, almost kind of hockey mask thing. Not quite with the obviously with a more alien kind of uh, mechanical bent to it. Um, just the weird like fish netting thing like that he wears. Uh, just the like did such a good job with the the makeup and the skin and everything. Uh, and the weird clicking noises that he makes, and then. When you actually do see his face, it it also works. Uh, like they, they really hit it out of the park with with all that. Yeah, everything you said, and then now he just terrified it, brutally murders people, and, and yeah, and then yeah, he, their spines out. That was goddamn spines. Uh, he, <laughs> That's right. Like, like more, most impressively, they, he makes like he slaps Arnie around. Like the the most unkillable actor of our of our times, like just to show how badass he is. Yeah, that's right. I have a. I was telling you, my top three aliens. I have a statue for each of them. <laughs> so there you go. And I, have, I definitely have a predator statue with, so with shoulder cannon and skull in his hand. So you've got an ET statue, Jeff. I do not have an ET statue. No, you got a triple. Sta- you got a triple statue. <laughs> What's a triple statue? Trouble, yeah. Trouble with troubles. No, I don't have one of those. <laughs> All right, uh, Alex, number three. My number three is the aliens from ID Four. Okay, okay. I like their design. They're cool looking. And then when you discover like they're all big with that big, you know, upper torso and everything, and the vines, and then it's like, oh no, this is just a, a bio suit, and the real aliens like inside with like it's kind of like a little gray. Uh, I thought that was really inventive. It's cool. All right. Doesn't make my top five. But that's a good one. I like it. Yep. Yeah. I did think about that one. All right. Uh, my number three is what Scott said: Predator. I think he nailed it. It's just those first two movies are awesome, and I hold the second one up there, not as high as the first, but it's just a step down. It's unfortunately, mm-hmm. the rest are garbage, but those first two, and you get a lot more lore with the second one. Yeah. I think that's why I like that. Yeah, I think I think you, um, the second one's cool because you you get get more lore, but they they still don't like you don't learn like much more about the aliens you just know that <laughs> like it's a li- just enough <laughs> yes. to, to make it interesting exactly. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um all right uh scott number two uh number two is klingons from from star trek mm-hmm. uh kind of just getting super nerdy uh it, it is very interesting to me 
like the evolution of, of Klingons uh, from, yeah. from original Star Trek to, to where we are now. And they even redid them for the the newer batch of movies. And that, that version was kind of meh. But uh, just just them basically rewriting what Klingons were all about, like on the fly, kind of kind of reaches their peak in later seasons of Deep Space Nine. Um, but yeah, between Next Generation and Deep Space Nine and um, and some of the the original cast movies, um, you you get to to see like their their whole the whole Klingon world and culture flesh out and. Uh, it's like up there with like Lord of the Rings elves shit as far as how far people take it <laughs> with like learning the language and, and everything. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, it's 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 really interesting to see how people have latched onto them and, and created this this whole culture around them and how uh, I, I don't know it's like a chicken or egg thing. Uh, what what prompt which prompted more of, of the other? But uh, they they definitely get the the chance to. To flesh them out in the in the TV shows, so it's interesting. Don't forget Undiscovered Country. Yeah, mm-hmm. Christopher Plummer. It's quoting Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, uh, Scott number two. I mean, sorry, Alex number two. Yeah, it's Predator. Awesome. All right. Nothing else to add. All right, uh, my number two, which I suspect you know, guys' number ones, I don't know, would be the Xenomorph from Alien. Yeah, uh, that, that's that's not true, Jeff. My number one is the, okay. is the Xenomorphs, because <laughs> apparently I can't spell, but typo. But yes, uh, these are the it's the most scary alien. It's the most the best design. Mm-hmm. Giger. Um, yeah, he's just he's. But once <laughs> hey, again, those movies. Giger. After the second one. I mean, the third one has its moments. I, even the fourth one has its moment or two. But, man, they went downhill quickly. And there hasn't been a good one since. But mm-hmm. we saw the first few. And, uh, yeah. I loved how the second the second movie, once again, more... I don't know if it's lore. I mean, a little more lore. Just you get the worker bee and the queen and all that stuff is introduced. and just makes it badass. And I have a statue of this right next to my predator. Nice. Boom. Nice. All right, well, Scott, what's your number one? Xenomorph? Is the Xenomorphs. <laughs> uh, everything you said, uh, just... Uh, it's almost two completely different... Uh, well, not aliens, but threats, I guess, between the first yeah. movie and the second movie. Uh, where the, the first one is it's much more uh, like pure horror, kind of existential... Uh, and the second one, it's this more like monolithic. Uh, these these creatures are like unstoppable, and there's a lot of them. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's 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 very cool, very cool design, giant penis aliens. But anyways, uh, yeah, the xenomorphs. They are. They fuck your face. They do. Well, the xenomorphs don't. Well, no, but their first stage does. Gross. All right, and so Alex, same same thing for you. Yeah, uh, just to add that I do love the three stages of the xenomorphs, where they go into the egg and then they pop out as a big spider face hugger, and then that uh, pupates, I guess, inside a human body or any alien body really, and then the chest burster comes out, and that 
slowly morphs into the xenomorph. That was, that was inspired. Alien design. Yeah, pretty awesome. And uh, if you look at some of the other concept drawings for <laughs> for uh, the facehuggers, they are, if you believe it or not, they are much more horrifying. <laughs> oh my gosh. Giger was on a fucking roll. Just toned him down. Yeah. Oh, man. It's like, facehuggers gave me nightmares, but I'm sure glad they didn't bring the other, other versions to life. Oh, man. There All it right. is. Uh, my number one is a Wookiee. Oh, there it is. Yeah, I had to have Star Wars on here, and and Xenomorphs are terrifying, so Wookies are friendly. <laughs> yeah. they'll, they'll rip your arm off, but uh, yeah, they're like they're just big walking, talking dogs. <laughs> and uh, I have a statue of Chewbacca, so therefore all three, bam. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I mean, a I was, big triple. Yeah. I'll, you know, obviously, I went to Star Wars first for this, and that came up. Number one, and then I couldn't really think of any other good. I mean, there's lots of alien, but they're like in the cantina or Jabba's palace, where they don't really have much to do with the story. And then in the prequels, okay, you have Jar Jar. Well, fuck that. You can't put him on here. <laughs> I, I was thinking about it uh, too, Jeff. Yeah. Just honorable mentions. Uh, the Gungans. I, I'd like. Outside, yeah, I did. I did think about uh, Wookies. Um, I, I Jabba would qualify. Yeah, I did think of Jabba. Um, I always always will have a soft spot for Neem Noom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the Mon Calamari, even though they're, they're goddamn ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah. Of course, like I wouldn't like put them on my list as like favorites, but Ewoks definitely memorable. Yeah, and then there's like Twi'leks and Rodians, yeah. and yeah, there's some stuff. But I just the other stuff I think is cooler than those. That's why I mean, if I was to make. You know, we get the 10, there'd be a lot more Star Wars stuff on my list. Um, and I know you said Bothans, which isn't EU because it is mentioned in the movies, but they're featured in, e- in EU. And for that, I would go with like the Nogri or something like that. Those guys are badass in the books. Mm. What what a, what race is the guy that you have a boner for, Jeff? Uh, is that Thrawn? Yeah. Chiss. 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 Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. This or Chiss? Chiss all over your face. <laughs> well, um, yeah, he just—he's a humanoid with blue skin and red eyes. It's not that uh, creative <laughs> of an alien, but um, all right. I had just two honorable mentions. Uh, the one that was tied for number five and ultimate losing was the—I don't know what they're actually called, but the the prawns, the prawns, prawns. From oh, district prawns? nine, yeah. prawns. <laughs> and then my joke one. Would be Poochie from <laughs> Simpsons. <laughs> I have to go now. My planet needs me. Um, That's right. Technically an alien. So, <laughs> so other. Oh, also, uh, what's her name? Uh, <laughs> turned out to be an alien. Lucy Lawless. No, 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 no. Oh. Uh, from from Mando. Who also had to return to her home planet. Oh yeah, uh, I forgot her name. Uh, yeah. What's her face? Uh, but anyways, honorable mention uh, other other Star Trek races, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. like the the uh, Cardassians, the um, Borg, the Borg. I I I I, I couldn't put the Borg in here. They're more just like robots. Uh, okay. But <laughs> but the the offshoots of the of the Vulcans, 
uh, which Romulans are the Romulans. Yes. Oh yeah, the Romulans. Um, uh, Frangi. Uh, That's right. The, the trill. If you watch Deep Space Nine, that the and the Bajorans. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, the Bajorans are basically like exactly like humans, and so are the trill. They just have like very minor <laughs> like features that that make them like not exactly like the humans. But, uh, um, the kaiju from Pacific Rim. All of them. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I thought about Men in Black. Um, I, I, the worms. I get, the worms are fun. Uh, I think the the giant roach, at least when he's inside of Vincent D'Onofrio, <laughs> <laughs> is, is good. That's right. Uh, that's, uh, yeah. What about The Thing? Ooh. And or... Kryptons, Crypt- Kryptonians. Oh, yeah. Kryptonians works. Yeah, Daxamites are better. <laughs> uh, and then yeah, fuck ET. Not making my list. Uh, <laughs> Mac, Lord, what, Jeff really loves ET. What, whatever race Mac from Macami is. <laughs> I almost made my list. <laughs> Those goofy fucking bastards. Uh, the alien from uh, I Come in Peace. Oh yeah, that guy. Should, we should, another we should one we also put him on the list. <laughs> yeah. Just for Jeff. I also, go yeah, I was going to mention uh, X Files aliens, but those are just you know that's a documentary. We're doing fictional stuff, so I'm going to put that yeah. In. Can't put real stuff in there. Paul from Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The grades. Okay. Yeah. All right, yep. it's time for Alex knows sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball. So uh, there's a lot of stuff going on in the Olympics, but I'm too mad. I'm too mad to talk about the Olympics. Uh-huh. At the Olympics, about the Olympics, everything. Uh-huh. I fucking, I hate it right now. But, uh, so tuning into lighthearted baseball, uh, is, is there like some some weird tradition where you get a 10th inning walk-off and then that leads to a forced straight win for your team that the other team, that your team has to just strip your clothes off? Is that like a thing? I don't know what you're talking about. Well, it's typically reserved for five games in a row. Okay. But, well, right but, in but, Lamar. but if you get a third Blurns ball, <laughs> then... Right, then Ryan Lamar be. from the Yankees, yeah, apparently got a 10th inning walk-off single. And then afterwards, it just all the, the still pictures, they just looked like they're tearing his clothes yep. off. Like, is celebratory yep. gangbang? Or what's so, going on? I, I don't know how much I want to get into this, but... <laughs> It, it depends on who does it. If it's like if it's like a jobber that like will never do that again, then he will get mauled. Like if it's somebody that does something awesome and nobody expected him to, um, then yeah, they'll get their jersey ripped off. They might get a hand broken when they all dogpile on them or something because that's happened before. Um, <laughs> it's stuff it's dumped it's on real. them. Um, what? Yeah, it gets it gets dirty. But if like if someone like Mike Trout hits a walk off. Yeah, they're all gonna like mob him at home plate, but they're not gonna like rip his jersey off or anything. Yeah, yeah. Or if Altuve does it and he's wearing a buzzer under his jersey, yeah, they're yeah, his jersey off yeah. yeah, fucking cheaters. <laughs> they would what? know. They would know though. And, like, uh, they they would they would warn Altuve as he was coming into home. <laughs> yeah. Is that I do to think bully baseball... the jobber into not doing this ever again. I mean, I thought that was a good thing. Baseball players over-celebrate everything. 
They they do. Like, they really do. It's ridiculous. <laughs> they play so many games, and they over like they clinch. They celebrate with champagne. They they make they win one round of the playoffs. They celebrate. That's like you watch other sports. They don't really do that when they win divisional series. They're just like, okay, cool. We'll celebrate a little bit, but we're not going to go create no baseball every single time. Champagne's out. We want a playoff round. And then, uh, yeah, so the regular season going to walk off. Up yeah. Whatever. Baseball. <laughs> it's time <laughs> for... Teach you never have it walk off again, you fuck. <laughs> Neem News! <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. Okay. Uh, we've got some Loki to talk about, which we will circle back around for. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, but I actually have a review. I finally broke the, uh, I don't know, I wouldn't call it a streak, but uh, since quarantine, I've not been in the theater. Uh, but that finally came to an end uh, last Friday. Uh, there were some coworkers um, uh, all wanted to go see Pig, the, the new Nick Cage movie. So hmm. I... I figured I could use some some Nick Cage in my life. Um, this was not the Chuckle Fest I was expecting it to be. That I was led to believe by the by the the few stills, and I don't think I ever actually saw the trailer for it. Uh, but just seeing him with the crazy beard and knowing the premise, which is that he needs to this guy lives in the middle of the woods, and his pig gets stolen, and he goes to get his pig back. Um, I, <laughs> so it's like John Wick. Yes, exactly like John Wick. But I was I was sold. Uh, it turned out not to be the the action, uh, over the top ridiculous movie that, that I thought it was going to be. It was still good. Um, this was much more of a of a uh, a drama <laughs> with with some weird again John John Wick elements without without spoiling too much. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was this was more about acting. Than, than it was about um, seeing people get double tapped in the head, which is unfortunate. Mm. Uh, but I didn't realize going in, this was uh, the production company. This was Neon. Um, these are the same. This is the same group. I don't know if they produced it originally, but basically the same ones that at least brought over Parasite. Um, oh, okay. So, yeah, again, th- th- it was decent. I, I recommend it. I don't know that I would. Knowing what I know now, if I would have broken quarantine for it, uh, but uh, yeah, there it is. It was it was it was Nick Cage not going full Nick Cage. Uh, he was good in it, but he didn't he didn't go full Nick Cage. So I I, I, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> uh, so pig, uh, hey pig. pig. <laughs> I was gonna say this. Hey pig. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about, I. I I watched this earlier in the week, a a bit that, that John Oliver did for last week tonight. Uh, when when the show goes in hiatus um, or they have breaks, he'll he'll do some web only content, and he did this this uh, small piece on the show uh, that the Dutch made for kids called John Dillerman, and. <laughs> The premise of the show, it's all like stop motion, like clay animation, uh, is that there's this this town and the the main character, John Dillerman, basically has like uh, an infinitely long penis. Uh, 
<laughs> that's like striped. Uh, I don't know why it's striped necessarily, but he it's not. It, it's like a garden hose, but he can like it's prehensile. So basically, the whole show is him like using it to do different things, and like he helps decorate like the town tree. At one point, you see him like whipping a lion that's gotten loose from the zoo. He he uses it as like a helicopter to help rescue people. Um, like the uses are endless, and this shit is hilarious. <laughs> this show exists, and then it's four children. Uh, so I, I just wanted to bring this up. Like the there's a lot of like horrible things going on in the world, uh, but none of it has seemed to have affected the Dutch. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's all. John Dillerman, that's, that's all I want to talk about for now. Uh, Alex, anything you want to go over? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to go through some of my old titles for my Steam list in, uh, in the video game realm. And I've picked up uh, the Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning Okay. that I bought, I bought like, I don't know, it was almost a decade now. I, I bought it I on remember... Steam on sale. I don't know if I bought it, but I remember playing through the the prologue or whatever, so I could unlock a piece of gear for Mass Effect Two, because it was like this <laughs> this cross promotional thing, because they were both released by EA. I see. So that's how old that well, is, though. By the way, yeah. The first time I played it, I played it a fair bit, but then my game crashed, and then I couldn't reload the save or anything, so I just put it down. <laughs> and now, years later, I'm picking it back up. Hopefully, I can get past that point. But so far, I mean, it's it's enjoyable. It's a fun game. There it is. The game that uh, Kurt Schilling made. That's right. The Shills. There's, there's a whole <laughs> I think after story he made that, that game, all the... Say what? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Kurt Schilling, I heard that after he made that game, <laughs> everybody just tore his clothes off. <laughs> um... <laughs> it's possible they they probably found Weird. a bunch of ketchup packets hidden <laughs> in in his in his clothing. Yeah. Uh, go deep cut there. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, speaking of uh, Steam, uh, I put down my five dollars. I reserved a Steam Deck. Oh yeah, Steam Deck. I don't know if I talked about that last time. Uh, but I did. You did not. Uh, so I'm looking forward to whenever that ships in uh, December, hopefully, if if they actually can meet that deadline. But what's a Steam Deck? So it's it's it looks very much like a Switch, uh, but it, it it's basically a Linux computer, but it's set up like a handheld um, that'll that'll have a Steam OS on it, and you can basically play all of your Steam games on it. Mm-hmm. Pretty much cool. a handheld PC. You could run Windows 10 on it too. Yeah, you could you put whatever you want on it. Um, the Pie in the Sky yeah. stuff. You put like Retro Pie on there too, or something. Somebody figures that out. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it looks it looks pretty solid. Uh, looks like a good way for me to maybe get into my backlog, my huge backlog in Steam. And it's powerful enough to play. I know like old games will, but super old games. They, they, what about they, games that are like five years old? They 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 said that it'll play anything that's out now. Like not obviously yeah. not in like 4K, but it'll run no, everything. Yeah. It'll run everything that that'll that, that's out now. Now it's boasting 8K if you hook it up to a TV. 
Uh, it doesn't seem like it has the hardware for that, but maybe, maybe not. But that's what they're. I don't think. Saying. I don't think they said that. <laughs> they said that. <laughs> At any rate, it looks cool. It's it's like the, the the there's three different versions, which is basically just the memory size and speed. Uh, the only differences, but it it starts off at 400, and then the other two are like five and six respectively. Huh. Interesting. I feel like I haven't spent yeah. stupid money in in some amount of time, so uh, it's like a good investment on my part. There you go. And it's, eventually, it's supposed to have a dock too, kind of like the Switch also, which doesn't seem like it'll be there for release, or at least it's not ready mm-hmm. yet for them to talk about it. Yeah. That's it. All right. Uh, Jeff. Steam Deck. Steam Deck. <laughs> uh, anything you want to go over, Jeff? I got nothing this week. Yeah. All right. I'm busy with other stuff, so All right. no reviews. All right. So we will jump into Loki, assuming that, that the two of you have watched the final sixth episode for the season. Yep. Uh-huh. All right. So, uh, spoiler alert. For anybody that 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 hasn't watched uh, all of Loki now, uh, give you a second here. Mm-hmm. And go, go watch it. And go. Uh, so uh, we 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 did talk about episode four and five last week, right? Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. I think we did. Uh, we talked about four. I don't think we talked about five. I think we did. Yeah, I think we did. Okay. Yeah. So all right. Well, then on the go. sixth. So this is a I. I I enjoyed this episode. This is a really weird, uh, like episode in the grand scheme of the six episodes. The six episodes that they've done, uh, yeah. where on one hand, um, I thought it was a fun, um, like just by itself it was a, it was a really fun episode, um, even though it's mostly just dialogue, uh, monologues really, uh, for the most part. Um, it, it felt anticlimactic. So I, I just want to get that out there. I don't know if you guys felt the same way. I did. Uh, I did Disappointing. Not. Yeah, I, I don't know that I was disappointed necessarily, but it did feel like like the, the, the previous episode like had all the like the super cool like shit and some payoffs. Well, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so this time around uh, it starts right where it left off um, where Loki and Sylvie are in the weird kind of Victorian looking building um, they go in uh, you get some get a great bit with Miss Minutes uh, where she kind of goes off script more than she has but more than we've seen her in previous episodes um, and then the the Time Lord who in the comics is supposed to be Kang the Conqueror I guess I, I don't know uh, shows up but oh it, shit but it turns out that it's just a dude, like, uh, and then he talks a lot uh, <laughs> for the rest of the episode, and it's it's a lot of fun. Um, there's 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 very much like a uh, um, like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory thing going on here, where mm-hmm. the the two of them have made it to the end. Like he wants to, so so they meet this guy. He's the the Time Lord the guy who created the TVA, um, and he wants to like. He doesn't want to do it anymore. So he basically makes an offer to the two of them to either kill him and and let chaos reign or take over the TVA in his stead. And he's fine with either one. Uh, but but we get the whole, like, 
giant multiverse story here, kind of out of the well, not out of the blue, but um, plot-wise, um, there's there's a lot to to take in that wasn't really uh, like didn't have a ton to do with what the characters were up to <laughs> up to that point. Um, about it's basically the end of Matrix Two. It's there's similarities there. Yes, yeah. I, 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 I agree. Uh, basically, the, the super smart scientist in the three th- year three thousand whatever uh, figures out that there's these universes on top of each other, the multiverse. Um, figures out how to travel between them, and he finds other versions of himself in these timelines. And at first, everything's great because they're like, "Oh, hey, yeah, we 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 also found the thing," and they work together. But then stuff happens, and then the these scientists um, basically start fighting each other, and almost. At least according to this guy, this Kang, I'll, I'll start calling him Kang. Um, at least according to this Kang, um, everything was going to end until he, this particular one, found Alioth, the smoke monster, and basically put an end to the war, or at least closed off their loop um, and kept all the other ones out. Um, that that was a little less clear to me. Uh, anyways, he explains to them, like, if he dies, though, the loop will be open again, and all these other Kangs are going to come... And there's nothing they can do to stop him. Um, and uh, Loki buys into all this, having uh, you know you see in previous episodes like how much like how demoralized he is seeing what the TVA can do. Um, and then uh, Sylvie is like, "No, I'm going to kill you for revenge and for um, you know, giving everybody free will, not having everything be predetermined by this guy anymore." Um, so. Uh, there's a, a fight scene um, between Sylvie and Loki. Which I think this is about the only way that, that you could have them fight for real um, with uh, without it feeling like uh, they kind of broke with whatever character they were doing. Um, although at this point, I do want to say a couple things um, about, about Sylvie and Loki and, and Mobius and their relationships. Um I was reading a review of this, this final episode, and they, they talk about the rest of the series. And uh, the person that, that wrote an article wrote, wrote this article that I was reading um, said something that really resonated with me, uh, which was that they the first couple episodes it's all about the relationship with Loki and Mobius, and they do this hard pivot to him with Sylvie, um, and I think that, that I think that's the thing that was kind of bothering me that I never was able to put my finger on. Um, so we finish out here with the two of them instead, um, which is what they were setting up with the, like the romance angle. Um, the other thing that was kind of bothering me was with her character, um, still not a lot of her background. Um, we, we get to see her get snatched and then that's about it. Um, and the rest of the rest of it's just her being angry. But the other thing is, is she like goes out of her way to, to talk about how, uh, much of uh, like basically an impulsive idiot that Loki is, uh, and she's this, supposed to be this this mastermind playing the long game. But as soon as like that one plan that she has unravels, she's basically like super aggro for the rest of the series. So I don't know, maybe uh, like she could have been better served by by being more the opposite end of of, of Loki. I don't I don't know. Um, it felt like they they made her character pivot pretty hard as well. Um, now that we get to this point, but uh, at any rate, they they fight and uh, they they have a 
kiss uh, that didn't quite buy into, but maybe that was by design because she was just doing it to throw Loki off guard and throw him through a time portal because uh, mm-hmm. neither one of them wanted to kill each other. And I, I do like that 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 Loki ultimately is is uh, basically faithful to to her uh, that he doesn't kill her. He has he basically is given the opportunity to be like the king of the universe, and he turns it down a couple times uh, to show that his character has kind of grown and changed, uh, make it more of a more hero than anti-hero maybe than 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 I would like. Uh, but I did like that he didn't betray her in the end. I guess. Uh, but she basically wins the fight. Um, Loki's no longer around, so she kills this Kang, uh, and then uh, we we end with with Loki in the <laughs> Planet of the Apes ending, uh, where he tracks down Mobius in the TVA. Uh, only it's clear right away that that Mobius doesn't recognize him because he's in a different timeline. Dun, dun, dun. And he yeah. looks over and he sees the Statue of Liberty. Uh, on the wall. Uh, in this case, the Statue of Liberty being uh, the guy that, that Sylvie's just killed, which is Kang, the, the Conqueror. So they've, at least in whatever timeline he's in now, they that that particular deception has been done away with. Um, and then it ends, uh, except for not even a stinger, uh, but uh, just a piece of paper that says, like, like Loki will return season two or whatever it said. Uh, so they confirmed season two, uh, which is interesting yeah. because uh, out of all these series, um, Tom Hiddleston's arguably the biggest star and, and Owen Wilson are obviously the, the two biggest stars that have, have been in any of these move, uh, any of these uh, series at this point. And uh, they're, they're the ones that have been like, yeah, we'll be back. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to, Whenever they get around to filming this in 10 years or whatever the fuck it'll be. Uh, but overall, um, I enjoyed the series. Uh, they definitely set up this whole multiverse thing. Um, so yeah. there, there's a lot of things they, they can do with that. Uh, and overall, I, I really like Tom Hiddleston in this. I thought this last episode, um, he, he does some some great acting. Uh, just physically, where he's not even saying anything. But you can tell he's, he's kind of devastated with... Everything that's happened. Uh, yeah, that was heartbreaking. Yeah, so that, that was kind of rough. Uh, but, um, yeah, overall, a lot to like about this series. Uh, again, uh, Loki and Owen Wilson are great together. Um, I really like uh, Stephanie DiMartino as, as Sylvie. Um, I still kind of wish they like they just called her Loki. Like, it was like they had to go out of the way to, to give her something more feminine. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I get that she would hate being called Loki, uh, but, but still... Um, what if you get that you <laughs> that she would hate being called Loki, so she gave herself a different name? Well, no, but like they, her character didn't have to be that way. Is, is all I'm saying. Like they set it up that uh, her character no well, characters well, no well, characters well, have they to said, be the way they, they are. set it up that her character hates the name of Loki, so she gives herself a different name. Yeah, I, I understand that, but they could have just made it that her character just thinks of herself as Loki, and that's that. Eh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's that's my point. Um, so, uh, yeah, and then we barely talked about Renslayer. Um, we find out that, um, she was a, a, a principal, school teacher. Um, well, it's, oh yeah, they were still in the original timeline. Right. Uh, yeah. So, 
You find that she she like understands that the whole thing is a deception as well, but she's so uh, like bought into their overall mission, like or whatever she perceives that to be, that she's um, not on the same side as Mobius and, and Loki and Sylvie. Uh, so she'll obviously be back again. Um, whether as the original her or the other her, we'll we'll find out. Uh, but, uh, yeah, o- overall, um, good stuff. Uh, I'm definitely, like I said, looking forward to what comes next. Mm-hmm. So what would you guys say overall uh, to the series? I think it's in between WandaVision. Uh, it, it's in between Falcon and WandaVision. Like, I think WandaVision's my top one, and then Loki, and then Falcon Winter Soldier. I, I just thought, I, I didn't like it. Let me say this, I did not let me rephrase that. I was disappointed in the show. I think he was great. Uh, I think Owen Will- so a lot of the characters were good. A lot of it was interesting, but I didn't feel like I had one cohesive story. Like you were already talking about, it's you know the relationships change. The whole thing was just weird. I never, I never got into a groove with the show. You know, it, it was something about I was never. Oh, it can't have, happens next week because I have no idea where the show's going, and I just I didn't like that. And the end was not satisfying to me. Like nothing really happened in this. If, you, if just based on this. There was this timekeeper, and then now, yep, pretty pretty much if 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 you if you okay now stuff's done, but that's next season. Like this season really yeah, didn't have yeah, pretty much going the, on. The only thing that happens is is Loki grows as a I don't know a frost giant, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's and then there's like that romantic angle there. But yeah, that's that's oh, about Jesus age. Yeah, and it also opens up the multiverse to the Marvel universe. Come on. No, but that's but no, Alex. Yeah, it does do that. But as a, on a whole, on this season, nothing. Ha- there's no like point A to point B. It's point A to okay, point B. But which leads to something else. That's now I have to wait for another whole season or another movie to actually do anything with what I learned in this season. Whereas Wandavision, I felt was a more complete story from A to B. It leads to more I stuff, see. but at least it's its own uh, contained story. Same with Winter Soldier. This is not that. This is. A show that's just connecting, it's connective tissue. It's not a, yeah, its own thing. Yeah. No, I, I see your point there. Yeah. yeah, it's it's more like expanding the MCU overall. That's like the number one goal of the show. And showing yeah. growth and, you know, looking and everything. But, yeah. So, so I, that's, yeah, that's why I didn't like it. I mean, next I didn't like it. I still liked it. Then, it's just... Yeah. Setting up possibly Kang as the next big bad. See that—that's gonna be interesting because I think they said he's gonna show up in something else. Other than the article I was reading that he's already gonna be in one of the things. I, f- I forget what it is. So probably Doctor Strange and could could very well be Doctor Strange. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I'm curious now. If, I don't know when. See, the timelines have now spread, but do they spread at the end of time? Or have they spread now yeah, that's, everywhere? So that's the other thing. They, they did kind of a piss poor job of actually explaining like the actual... <laughs> like how it's all supposed to work. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't... Like what happens at the end of time, not that they're at the end of time, is that just loop around again? Because they kind of explain it like a loop. But uh, Yeah. The answer is yes. <laughs> so now every show that comes out after this has, is now affected by this. 
Yes. So when the Eternals are uh, whatever that the the three rings of I don't even know what is it? What is it? <laughs> the, the seven rings of, of men Shang Chi nine rings of men yeah. yeah yeah is that affected by this I, I don't know Spider Man movie that's possibly. coming out is that affected by this yeah Spider-Man. possibly it it depends on you know the timeline. I mean, unless they say otherwise, I think we can assume that this is, like, the regular timeline that it was established in the previous movies. Uh, that that would be the simplest way to understand it, from my point of view, anyways. Unless they say <laughs> otherwise. Unless, you know, the whole movie is like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened, and at the end, they open a portal to, like, the regular MCU timeline, and they go, oh shit, this was in a different universe the whole time? That's crazy! Yeah. Yeah, see? Whatever. Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> hey, so Gator Loki. The... Best Loki. <laughs> what's the next Marvel show? Or we have movies now. Did we talk about this last week? Now we're in movie mode? Uh, what If is coming. Which now the timing of it seems pretty appropriate. Uh, it's true. Yeah. Not really looking forward stories. to that. but. Oh, come on, man. What if? What if? Oh, what's his face? Who's the, the in the trailer? They showed somebody saving Tony Stark. Oh fuck! And I thought that was really interesting, and I can't wait to see it. Hope you're right. Yeah, me too. All right. Anything so, else? Uh, no, no. Just uh, like you said, Jeff. It's. It's all Marvel all the time the rest of the year. <laughs> uh, so uh, so earlier Alex said he rated it, uh, his favorite being WandaVision, then this, then Captain Falcon. I would say Captain Falcon, WandaVision, then this. What would yours be, Scott? Uh, I'd have to really think about it. Uh, Tiebreaker. Pro- probably say that, that yeah, I did enjoy WandaVision the most out of the three. Okay. Um, and on that score, I'd probably... Like just based purely on hype, I would be most most disappointed with Loki. Uh, but I don't know right. that I that I like Loki better or worse than, than Captain or Winter Soldier and Falcon Falcon Winter Soldier. So Captain right. Soldier, Cap, Captain Captain Winter Falcon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to think about that. At least I I, I will say this: I, I was talking about this with uh, with my brother actually. Um, that wherever they, they shake out and how much you like them, at least we got something, I think, very different with each of the three. Yeah. Like, yes, they all take place in the MCU, and there's a lot of, like, MCU stuff, whether you like it or not, uh, that, that all that baggage that goes with it. But as far as, like, the kind of the genres they were working with and, and uh, you know, what, what they wanted to do with each series, they were all very different. Yeah. Agreed. All right, it was is that Agatha it? Agatha all along. <gasps> Double spoilers. All right. All right. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Please go to hansshopfirst.com slash Patreon. Nope, patreon.com slash hansshopfirst. <laughs> try <laughs> try both. Just try both. Yeah. One of them yeah, work. just in case, to be safe. Yeah. Go there. Become become a Patreon member. We, we'd appreciate it. Try our product. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. 
We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.